Noble Dairy Queen's new summer blizzard menu is back and it is stacked. Dive right into the summer celebration with their new peanut butter cookie dough party blizzard. You can sink your red spoon into their world famous DQ soft serve filled with delicious chunks of chocolate chip cookie dough, swirls of creamy peanut butter topping and peanut brittle crunch with sprinkles. If the peanut buttery flavor isn't your jam, their fresh take on cobbler a la mode certainly will. Say hello to the Picnic Peach Cobbler Blizzard. You can also let your taste buds crumble with the ultimate cookie blizzard that features Oreo, Chips Ahoy, and Nutter Butter pieces. Dairy Queen knows everyone loves a good comeback, and fan-favorite blizzard flavors Frosted Animal Cookie, Brownie Batter, and Cotton Candy have made their triumphant return. Summer Blizzard flavors are now available at your Noble Dairy Queen stores with locations in Kankakee, Bourbonnet, Moments, and Mantino. Happy tastes good. With the shortage of mental health professionals in Kankakee County, along with your super busy schedule, you might be having a hard time finding the mental health care that you or your family needs. And that's why True Heights Treatment has made it easier for you by offering video and phone sessions in addition to their in-person counseling services. True Heights Treatment was founded by Olivet Nazarene University alumnus George Brassy and strives to provide a safe and comfortable environment for all ages and all walks of life. Request an in-person, online, or phone appointment now now at TrueHeightsTX.com. That's TrueHeightsTX.com. Taco John's Boulder Breakfast Menu is coming for the drive through breakfast belt. And with our heavy-hitting meat and potato breakfast burritos and knockout Mexican donut bites, those other drive throughs might as well throw in the towel. The Boulder Breakfast Menu, only at Taco John's. Craving a little mealtime vacation today? Let Taco John's three-for-six mango shrimp street tacos whisk you away to a faraway land of tropical flavor. Experience the wild thrills of crispy shrimp, tango with freshly made mango salsa, and chimmy churn things up with exotic chimichurri sour cream. All from the front seat of your car. Three-for-six dollar mango shrimp street tacos. Summertime only at Taco John's. Bigger, bolder, better. Download our app, earn free food. If money talked, it would say Taco John's valuest menu means bold bites to keep you and your wallet full. Premium ingredients like hand cut sirloin steak, crispy fried chicken, and fresh pico starting at one, two, or three bucks. <clears throat> Sounds like a delicious deal. The valuest menu at Taco John's. Thankful for the way Stories hold on to the lifetime we won't get back. I know these rivers carry
and welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and today we're talking to someone who's someone I've wanted to... Like, when I was making out a list, when I was first coming up with this idea of Kankakee Podcast, I was like, Bill Yonka is on my list. He's one of the one of the first people on my list. So, and there's really no way to uh, other than I know you've heard me call you Mr. Kankakee, which I I consider you to be Mr. Kankakee and a lot of people do. Um that's really the, the, how I introduce you to people is Mr. Kankakee. So, welcome. That's very <laughs> oh, I knew I'd get that eventually. Good, good. <laughs> That is very cool. Thanks for saying that. I, I, for a while, I shied away from when people say, Oh, Mr. Kankakee. I was like, Oh, man, I don't know. That's a little pressure. But then you just kind of embrace it. Like, you know what? It's kind of, it's kind of my brand. I have, uh, changed my email address, Kankakee Bill. <laughs> so, your, your Instagram. My Instagram, right? Kankakee Bill. Yeah. I can't move now. <laughs> I'd have to totally re-identify. You you really would, and people would be so shocked. They would just be like, "Oh!" And I think if if you ever moved, I think Kankakee would fall apart. I really do. I'm pretty sure it won't. I I don't know, man. <laughs> there's, there's, I don't know. There's people if, doing if, even even if it was just like. To Bradley or Bourbon A, man, I think that would that would just say something. That would just like like you wouldn't even have to post anything on social media or even tell one person. Like there there'd just be this feeling in the air of like something's. It's like a disturbance in the force. <laughs> kind of like that, but I I guess I kind of always counter this a little bit because um from when i moved back here and started doing different things people always kind of made things about me just because i was the one who talked and i was the one who was kind of in front of some things and i don't know my default setting is always like hey i'm 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 a guy and there's lots of the people who are working on things who don't want any credit or don't want you know, the spotlight and so I'm the person who's sometimes in that. But I think the biggest thing is when you have things going, like you want to be able to walk away and have them still go on without you. You know, I, I that's the way I feel about uh, things that I work on. You want that, like, it's not me. You know, um, people ask me, so like, so oh, you should have something named for you one day. Like, that's a weird thing to tell somebody while they're still alive. <laughs> but then I'm like, well, I feel like that already is. If something says Kankakee on it, I feel like that's me. That's Bill. That's yeah. me. So I don't need Yonka's hard enough to spell. You don't need Yonka on anything. It already says Kankakee. It's true. It really is. It's true. But I bet there will be. Something either for you or maybe there already is something for the Yonka family. I don't know, because it's not just you. It it, it starts even with your your dad. And I don't know if it goes farther back than that. Yeah, it, it's weird that it, I think my dad was the first one to be kind of a extrovert person around town as a Yonka. Um, but yeah, the, the original Bill Yonka was my uh, grandfather's, I think, grandfather who 
lived in a, a back room of a shop in downtown Kankakee who immigrated from Germany and came the story you out we hear. And my, my uncle who recently passed always drew pictures of the original bill who came to Kankakee. Oh, okay. Do, so, do you guys look anything alike? Do you no, have pictures? No, no, you look nothing alike. <laughs> oh, the, the genetics have done some mutating and is a whole new creature now. You know, your uncle was Paul. My uncle was Paul. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear of his passing, but I think maybe. Maybe because he had a show on KAN, yeah, right? So we, okay, so we, I think we did a show together, and then it went on after I left it. Okay, yeah. Was that when when you left it and went to X Country? Well, or? I left it and did. Um, yeah, I guess I'm. How do I? I man, it all met. I know because so I one, left it and did X Country, but I also started doing every week, every morning on WKAN. oh that's right was, this was just a saturday i said saturday that's yeah. right okay and so Didn't... i started the saturday show and then i i started doing that and then allison beasley was there helping out sometimes and then carl maronich would come in yes and my uncle paul would just uh we never had like a plan he just showed up every time <laughs> <laughs> he showed up every time and he wrote amazing old-time radio um dramas and he had a wit about him that was just unlike anyone I know. And it's the kind of thing that it's not for the masses. <laughs> not everyone's <laughs> going to get this, but the ones who do are going to love they're it. They're going to love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think there was one point where it was just Carl and it was Paul. Yeah. For it was the, the super Saturday the, or the, the really the, big, the really big show, the really big show. So I think that's when I met your uncle mm-hmm. was probably i was either in high school or i was just out of high school and i was in um, a kvta production and we were promoting that production and i remember being on a saturday morning show at kan and i remember carl being there and in recent years getting to know that your uncle paul was also involved with that show. I'm like, oh, that must have been who it was that that I, you know, had had talked with. And I can't, like I said, I can't remember. Some sometime in the the probably the late 2000s. Yeah. this would uh, have been. Uh, yeah, and it, I may have still been doing it and just not there at that day. I'm not. That sure. That could be. Yeah, I, I know you I, definitely were not there. Yeah. I, I do, but I definitely remember Carl being there and someone else. And I bet it was Paul. But like, I what I loved about doing stuff like that was that there was so much creativity. And somebody like my uncle Paul could, he's just an amazing writer, like wrote, created, created characters, created storylines, created weird stuff that wouldn't work anywhere else, but you could do it there. And then we had Pam Paul on. Who okay. Pam, I don't know if you know Pam. Yes, I do. I've she, met her a couple she'd be times. great on your podcast as well. Yeah. She I, is, I'm, I would actually like that. Yeah. yeah. But she just started coming on the Saturday morning show on WK and re- reviewing movies. And now, all of a sudden, she's flying around the world and on TV and like, wow, yeah. isn't that cool? Yeah. Like, like somebody she, can just say, this is what I want to do when you go do it. Yeah. She goes to music festivals all over the place. Well, yeah. yeah. Music, or not music festivals, I, uh, I film festivals. Yeah. Film, film festivals. That's more her thing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Film festivals is what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I met her once or twice at the radio station. She had come in uh, for some special events. Um, I can't remember. It was it was a film showing of some kind mm-hmm. at the at the library or or something like that that she was promoting, and I met her there, and it was cool to 
to meet her and talk with her about what she does. So. And that's the kind of thing I think is wonderful about a place like Kankakee is that people like that have an outlet. It's like not just an outlet. It's not like the, the one of the big stations in town. Yeah. And people can flex their creative muscles like that. And people who, you know, like my uncle was retired at the time. Carl has another important job in town and like wants to, was a pad of passion for it. Pam just decided like, I'm going to go after this thing. And they all did. And I feel like, Hey, maybe like, okay, I did a little Saturday morning show, but like all these other people got to like follow a thing they wanted to do. Yeah. So I feel good about that. Yeah, I definitely do too. And, and bringing up your uncle and then also Carl reminds me of a, a commercial that I had helped Carl put together in recent years. And you probably have heard this Riverside commercial. It was done in an old radio style. Exactly. Uh, and it was, it was a, a play. I believe it was a, a play on play of, I think who's on first. Yeah, I think, so. I, I think that, but it was, it was, that. it was about Riverside's my chart. Yes. But it was like the classic, uh, Abbott and Costello who's on first kind of skip. I think if I remember correctly. And I, I helped, I, uh, they came to, uh, uh, Milner Media to record the the voices. Mm-hmm. And that's all I did. I didn't put it together. I just recorded. I think it was Lewis and um, oh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. A great local actor. I remember Lewis being involved in that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was before Lewis. Like he was just about to go to California, move to California. Lewis Wood. Yes. I don't know. Sam. Sam? Is that the other guy's name? I don't know why I'm, I'm totally, I'll think of it later when it's not even relevant, but they came in and they did it and they did such a great job. So I wish that commercial was still running because I enjoyed listening to it. (laughs) And I think that. Children are naturally drawn to art and the creative process. For them, it can be a form of expression as they explore the materials, gain confidence, and feel a sense of competency as they create something based on their own ideas and efforts. That's why Little Me's studio in Bourbon A created the Big Kids Art Lab for ages 5 to 12. Little Me's studio crafted this safe space for your big kid to slow down, be in the moment, and be comfortable making messes while trying something new. Big Kids Art Lab meets every Thursday from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. at Little Me Studio across the street from Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbonnet. Studies indicate that art making has so many positive effects for the brain, body, mind, and heart. Enroll in one class at littlemestudio.com or sign up for the entire session and save. littlemestudio.com to sign up for Big Kids Art Lab. Make sure you follow Little Me Studio on Facebook and Instagram. People will think that kind of style of radio, that I love that old-timey style of radio. Yes. And I think that people think of that now and think, oh, that's dated. That's not interesting. Actually, there's some really funny, great ways to tell a story in that style. And I think it's timeless, but I'm biased. 
I absolutely do too. I love listening to, I think it's what it's WGN on Saturday nights. Oh goodness. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And I forget what time it is now. It's always super, it's always super late. It's super late at night. And they, and I forget the name of the show even because I don't always get to catch it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not planning on listening to it. I just (laughs) listen to it when I'm in the car on Saturday nights. I'm driving home from stock car races somewhere. I'm like, Oh, it's one of these nights. Yeah. This is cool. I'm going to love this. Yes. And usually when I'm able to listen is if I'm in Chicago at a, at a show of some kind and you know, it's, it's 11 o'clock at night or it's midnight or whatever. And it's a Saturday night and I'm like, Oh, I can listen to, (laughs) I can listen to WGN on the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I can listen to these old plays or these old, uh, yeah, the old radio, radio plays. plays. Yeah, yeah. The old radio and they, plays, they're so yeah. knowledgeable, and it, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, like we, my dad and I used to always listen to WGN when we left stock car races. My dad covered the stock car races for many years in Kankakee, and I was the announcer as I got older. And we'd always listen to the same radio as we were going home. <laughs> and and there was once a night where the the question, the topic was something about lies your parents told, and. <laughs> And my, I, I said, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to call in on this. <laughs> and I'm waiting to talk on the air because I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm calling to stuff like that. You're in the industry. You're like, hey, this yeah. is kind of fun. I want to yep. give them something good because I know when you're taking calls on the radio, it's, ah, they it's don't always, miss. they don't always take it when it's it's hit it's hit or miss if they're going to be good. Yeah. As right. the person on the other end. Oh, so yeah. you want to help them oh, out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I always think Absolutely. I'm helping them out. <laughs> <laughs> by well, giving them some good material. Yeah, you're trying to. I mean, they technically usually the uh, the person that's answering the phone is the producer. Yes, not so much in in our small market. We don't no. have producers. No, you're gonna get you're gonna get <laughs> Wake and Jake, or you're gonna get actual Bill Yonka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I was waiting, and the person on before me is my own father, <laughs> talking about a lie that his father told him, and I got on the air, and I'm like, wait, you're not gonna believe this. That was my dad who <laughs> just called. <laughs> and They're going to think this guy's full of crap. Yeah. And I think he made something up. He was just thought it was fun. So he, you know, made up a lot. So lie. were you guys not in the. We weren't in the same cars. Oh, I thought you were. No, no, we weren't okay. in the same cars. So uh, you're both driving home from yeah. the stock car. And races. he was living in Joliet at the time, I think. And I was in Kankakee. So I was okay. just. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry to sorry that, to just grab great. the wheel no, and steal no, your no, podcast, no. Steal no. <laughs> dude. This is awesome. I I knew this was going to be an absolute blast having you on yeah. because there's so much to talk about. You do so many great things. You're so involved with Kankakee. I mean, my early memories of you go back to high school. I don't. You probably don't remember it because I was a student and you were a trumpet player. I was a yeah, you yeah I was a trumpet at the, player at the Mac auction. I remember you there. I was like an MC or something for a while or something doing something there, and you were blowing the trumpet every time when something happened. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I ever did that. I remember one year at the auction they had me play the the wizard of the wizard oh, of oz that's what it was yeah yeah and i don't know if there was anything trumpet related with that uh, but well, you know it was it was I'm uh, meshing a couple things together well yeah but that was and and uh you know once again that was like mid 2000s so I, I remember that was the first time i had met you this was when 
you know, Gina Lamore was still working in, uh, was it called admissions? I don't even know. She was in know. like develop, the development. development. Yeah, she office. was in the, that's what it was called. So Gina Lamore was in the Who's development awesome. office. She's wonderful. Yeah. She, Imagine uh, if the world had more Gina Lamore. <laughs> the, the world would be a lot better off. Yeah. There, there'd be a lot more things done. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but then just people just feeling good. Like, yeah. You're just like, I've never been around her and then like, well. <laughs> she's in a bad mood or she brought me down that's so, true so if she is in a bad mood she's usually funny about it yeah yeah so so anyway and by the way it's a distant relation okay. people ask me that all the time it's a very distant relation it's it i don't even know we're not we're not uh super closely related it's like some type of distant cousin so so anyway i remember you know at that time in the mid-2000s gina working in the development office and you were involved with was it the uh, the alumni? Alu- the alumni, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I had met you before some type of event, or and and this was probably during school hours or something, because you know you were pretty involved with the alumni association mm-hmm. at that president time. one time, yeah, okay. like chairman or whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that would have been the time yeah. you were chairman because mm-hmm. you're 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 a graduate of yeah. Bishop Mac. Yeah, so. Um, but as far as I know, you're not you're not in the uh, or you're not part. You're not like the president of the alumni association. Well, not these, not yeah, not, not these, these days. days. No. Yeah, well, and not not. I'm still fine with Bishop Mac and everybody. But now I'm, you know, with my one of my jobs at Kankakee School District. I'm kind of all in over there, <laughs> right? Like announcing basketball games and <laughs> running around and wearing. I'm today. I'm wearing the jersey because it's it's the. Uh, it's it was a high school uh, homecoming week, so it was was that this week? Jer- it's Jersey Day today. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but I should wear it all the time. You really should, considering your position with the the uh, District One Eleven. And now I'm feeling I'm feeling the feeling you know all too well when you start talking about things that people can't see. They have to see it. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so Bill is wearing a, a Kankakee. It's a. It's got to be a it's basketball. A vintage, it's, a it's a vintage basketball, basketball jersey. jersey. Um, who? How? How, I, how vintage is that? Did they just <laughs> like I would say two thousand one, maybe. Okay. Well, yeah. that's twenty years old. Twenty years old. Yeah. And I. I got it for I bought it for five bucks. We okay. had a sale, but I I would love to find who actually wore number four, and I'd give this to him. I mean, maybe they're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> right so if you now. played basketball for Kankakee and you were ever number four, find me at the farmers market. I'll bring it. I'll give it to you. I I don't. It's not something that it's cool. I love it, yeah. but it's not. It's more important to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I I don't remember. I just remember your face really well from being in high school at Bishop Mac. And then I can't remember when I ever saw your face again, face again after that. It was probably honestly when I started working in radio, to be honest. And it was like, oh, we were both in that. I was like, oh, okay. It was just, you know, and then it just kind of goes from there. And, um, but what, what I want, I want to go, you know, to the beginning of, like the Yonka family. I mean, you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a different bill. Yeah. There was like the original bill that originally moved to Kankakee, like yeah. settled in Kankakee, like downtown Kankakee, okay. like a block from where I live right now. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. But, um, you know, my dad grew up in Shabance and, um, my grandfather and his brothers had a construction company there and, and built a lot of, 
Well, quite a few houses. So was Bill shared. like your great great grandfather? The or? original Bill would be in my great 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 grandfather. Oh, okay. Like. So either three great, or four great, great. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. One of those. One or two of those. I need to study that stuff better. <laughs> I'm surprised. I just figured you knew because oh, I know you I should. <laughs> I, I should know. Man, I should dig into that and know exactly. But my grandfather was really, really into it, and he knew that I was Bill Yonka the fourth. So that means there was, he was the third and the, that means it was the great, great. This isn't the best audio right now. <laughs> it's kind of inside, inside baseball, inside the Yonka family. But does, did anyone ever put the numbers behind their names? Do um, you put, my, I no, never, my, I've never seen my, no, my, my grandfather kind of made a deal of it because um, he didn't have a kid himself named Bill. I think he was like the first one who didn't name one of his own offspring, Bill. So there's a, a little bit of a, a bit of a gap, a gap there. Yeah. So that wouldn't really go with the, the yeah, numbers and, and at that point. My grandfather, Bill, was like um, he took care of like all the cemeteries. So like he was really into um, in in like a certain area Catholic or ce- Catholic cemeteries for the oh Julia the organ okay the Julia so, like, he, um in like the Kankakee area. So he's like a, a, a cemetery that, superintendent. Yeah. Okay. So, which doesn't match the kind of things my dad and I have done with, did with our lives, like in media and like, you know, being more public, he was more like, I'm going to drive a truck. I'm going to get to where I'm going to go. I'm going to have a crew of guys who are going to dig a grave and uh, we're going to lower a body in there. We're going to fill it back in. Yeah. Very. And then, you know, like build, we're going to build some houses really like paid attention to every penny he spent and told me I should sell insurance and be an auctioneer on the weekend. And I was like, that okay. No. <laughs> but I he, cannot picture that at all. Bill 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 Yonka selling <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, yeah. why do you think so many people are in, in insurance? <laughs> but it was he was really um you know, he taught my dad and my uncle how to dig graves as a kid. Did uh, did that get passed on to you? Yeah. Yeah, really? So you know when, how to dig a grave. I know how to dig a grave, yeah. So when my grandfather died, um, my dad and a cousin and my brother and uh, Pat Kennedy, who you probably know. Yes. He dug, he dug my grandfather's grave with me. Really? Yeah. No, my grandfather? No. He, what grave did he dig? Maybe it was my grandmother's. Anyway, he, he knows how to dig graves now. But my, my grandfather, you know, had, you know. We dug it by hand. Now they don't really do that. Oh, no. I was going to say, that was going to be my next question. Did you actually dig it by hand? How long does that take? It takes a little, um, it takes about, oh, man, like three hours and six beers. (laughs) 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 You you have to, you have to pack a cooler and you have to, and when. Okay. How do you, if you're doing this by hand, Mm -hmm. how does, how do you keep it? Square, square, and you know, yeah. well, rectangle, I guess. Yeah, but you right? got the, the angles. You say you're keeping it square, square. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. How yeah. do you do? Do you do you have like a uh, like a frame? You have, you, you you put a uh, box. You put wood around it. You know, so you're saving the grass outside of there, and then you're cutting real specific lines, like you were cutting a garden or something, and then you. Keep it square. Yeah. This is so fitting since, uh, you know, this episode is coming out in October. Like, this is... What, <laughs> it, it's, it is, but what's, what's weird about it is when you're doing it, it's the least morbid thing. Well, sure. It's just a job. It's at a that job. Point, right? And I mean, 
But yeah. if you're, uh, how was it? Was it any different when you, probably not for your grandfather because he was a grave digger himself. So there probably wasn't, <clears throat> or your grandmother. Yeah. Your, uh, so so I my went grandfather up, died first. So my dad and I went out and did that one. Oh, you did do that one. And then we did my grandmother's. So wh- wh- were there any different feelings or did you still, since you had experience with that already, did you not yeah. feel emotional attachment? No, there, there's feelings you have, but the feelings, some of it, and my dad and I felt the same way about it. Like, well, you could be out here doing this, shooting the crap and having a beverage together and digging and getting the hard day's work in. Or you could be sitting around somebody's living room around a, around a kitchen table where everybody's weepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's better to like sweat it out. Yeah. And, and you're telling stories, you're talking and you have something to do. And that's, that, that's better in our mind. So when my dad passed away, it was just kind of a given that like, well, we'll go do it. Yeah. Dig his grave. Yeah. Huh. Do you yeah. have now, I don't know if this might be like past a creepy point, but do you take videos of that? Did you know. at all? I think somebody took some pictures. I have, I have <clears> pictures <throat> of it, of me being down in the grave. And I was wearing the shirt from the pictures the other day. I was like, oh yeah, this is my grave digging shirt. <laughs> do you wear overalls too? I do wear overalls. But not not when I'm digging graves. Not, no, no, not what you're doing. I would graves. just think that would be a very grave digger. My grandfather would have agreed with you, but yeah. it's not the if it's not the right season for overalls, you got to well, wear shorts. And, that's true. Yeah. And I think your father passed away. Was it summertime? Summertime, yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a short sweating it out. I bet. Yeah. And I mean, depending on what that summer was like, it could have been pretty hard to dig that. Yeah, it was. If uh, it was dry, it was dry. I don't and, know. But there was a there was a lot of people involved in that one. Yeah. You know, once we had started the tradition of digging graves, <laughs> then people were like, "Oh, we're going to come out and do that with you." Now, hopefully, this doesn't happen. But I think I'm going to make I'm going to make a will. Yeah. And in case I die young and you're still old enough and able enough, it's going to say Bill Yonka is going to dig my grave. Oh. I'd or maybe it. maybe this is good enough right now. This is testament right now. It's on recording. It's on record. <laughs> Technically, this is on record. Bill Yonka. It is. I'm I'm gonna have you dig my grave. I don't. I I hope it doesn't happen. I I mean I hope it doesn't. But I'm just saying like I'll do it. Probably. If it do, if yeah. it does, I'll do it. Yeah. And, and I think I think we still have the shovel. So my grandfather had a shovel. It was a shovel he brought to all the all the jobs. You had yeah. to bring that shovel because he made a notch in it. And you put that in the grave, and that's how you know it's deep enough. Oh, right, because it's it's six foot high, Not right? Six foot? No. no? Popular myth. Some how, how, it, how high is it? Four and a half, five. Wow, I I can look out it, or maybe. And I knew we were doing it proper because it was my grandfather's shovel. Yeah, but is so is his shovel? It's not six feet high then. His shovel's not six feet high, but okay. it's 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 a pretty long shovel and it's got mm-hmm. a little notch on the handle. Yeah. And so you he can, made that yeah. to like know, okay, so that's, we're deep enough. Yeah. And it's just always weird to me that we took that shovel that day and used it on his own grave to know <laughs> it's deep enough. That he ca- made that little thing out of convenience, so you didn't have to use a tape measure, something yeah, weird like right, that. Right. You got a shovel, you're already using it. Don't pull yeah. a tape measure out of your pocket. Just do that. You know, that ca- <laughs> it's funny you dug his <laughs> He literally, he kind of metaphorically dug his own grave. I mean, yeah, you used his shovel, and that kind of reminds me of all his tools. Yeah, (laughs) you used all. God, that's funny. Yeah, Um, that kind of reminds me of when my uh, my grandpa Lamore died. He for his 
like his main floral arrangement. I think that was on his casket or or right next to his casket. He, you know, he was a farmer. Yeah. So w- one of the main weeds farmers kill all the time is thistles, right? <laughs> well, I didn't realize this till his funeral, and I wonder if he ever realized this, but when thistles, they grow tall enough or whatever, they actually bloom a flower. Yeah, and they're nice and white and pretty. It's very pretty. Lace looking. Yeah, so guess what what was in his flower arrangement was a thistle. And I always thought that was the funniest thing, because literally this man, excuse me, I'm spitting. I don't mean to. He spent like his whole life killing... Killing these thistles, and here's one at his, his wake and his funeral. I just thought there, I just thought it was funny. I learned something new about Bill Yanka. I did not know you were a grave digger. Well, I haven't. Done, I've got. A, I don't have a lot of experience. I've only ever done it in Shabance, and I've never done it during the winter time. You know, when you had to dig them during the winter by hand. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's brutal, that. especially your grandfather. That was back when winters were winters. Yes. And the the thaw, mm-hmm. or, or not the thaw, the, the freeze, the, the, the frost was, yeah. was very deep. Nowadays, that like that doesn't really exist because of the fluctuating temperatures all the time. But back then. You had a deep, deep <laughs> freeze there. Man. So did he ever talk about how they would dig? Man, dig? I, I, I knew they had to like lay blank, lay stuff over it. So it didn't, it would be better the next day when you came and did it. But I wish they were around to ask. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just imagine them taking like a blowtorch. Lighten the old blowtorch. Oh, got to thaw it out. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then they think it's so weird now, even when we were doing this, like, you know, we got a backhoe over here. It does it real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, we know. It's, we a tra- it. it's a tradition. We get it. Yeah. 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 Because it'll take them, what, 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. And well, then somebody, you still have to square it up. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I just imagine you're, you earlier, you said something about three hours and six beers. I, uh, I just imagine as. With uh, more of a crowd, there's more beers than that. <laughs> but with but the original crew we had, I think it was just, it may have just been coffee and we had a beer after. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm imagining you drinking while digging these holes, these graves. Yeah. And the grave just slowly like slanting. It starts out, <laughs> starts out nice and, and straight. And then, you know, like, you know, the point where they're at least three or four beers deep. And then that's when it starts. Starts uh, slanting there, and well, luckily you know. we're working hard enough. You don't really, get, you don't really get much in. Yeah, but true. only one person can really be in there at a time. Yeah, Once I was going to say enough, there's not there's not room. Yeah, and then the other people are just wheelbarrow people, wheel in the dirt. Okay, so how is so so everyone knows it's it's six feet under, but what's the the width? It's not actually six, as you. It know. is not. Oh, right. We yeah, just talked. We about just that. talked. But the width is. Uh, I I don't know. I. I'm not sure. It's just that they they laid it out. I'm going to have a hard time now without help from an expert. Like I'm real, I'm worried about your grave if it comes to that. <laughs> it's going to be shoddy work, and but it it is weird, Bill. I'm I'm trying to to help you keep your your skills so that way you never lose I'm them. I'm so, ready, but it is know. isn't it kind of weird that like my dad. And he talked about his grand, his father doing the same thing. Took a lot of pride in how nice the corners were. 
These corners are nice. Like the way a carpenter would take pride in like woodworking and things like that. Except no one sees, sees it. it. It's filled back in later that next day. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just think that's there's something weird and wonderful about that. That is, it's, I guess it's, it's all, uh, more of a, uh, thing between you and the yourself, work your, your work and that dead body, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, and if, you know, and in the creator, if, you know, you're a believer. So, I mean, because like you just said, no one else is gonna, you know, no one's gonna, no, know. No one's gonna know, no one's gonna see it. I highly doubt the, you know, the, the widow or widow, uh, or the family is going to look at that that uh that grave and be like wow that's really that's really square they did a they did a really good job on that let me get a level you got a uh, t-square we can put in here yeah. i just want to appreciate this a little bit you know it didn't look like this when uncle albert died <laughs> no they did it with it a backhoe was, it was awful it was it was not square at all no. let me tell you <laughs> i appreciate a good uh grave digging but mm-hmm. um yeah, that's that's really cool to learn. So, so, um, so that's that's kind of your. How did how did the moving to Shabance come into play? If if Bill, your you know your great great great, you know, they started in Kankakee, but then there's been a branch that like went to Essex, and okay. then Moments. There's Yonkas out in Moments, and then there was a Shabance group of Yonkas, and then when my grandfather, and then there was some people who. You know, came back to Kankakee. So I don't. Was it fa- was it farming, or you you mentioned your grandfather built? He was a builder as well as mm-hmm. a, a grave digger. So maybe it was building homes. It was out b- there? Building homes down there, but other others. Fa- he grew up on a farm. Okay. So you know that kind of life was where they were. Yeah. yeah. Do you know of any houses that he built in the area that you can go to to this day and be like? My grandfather built that house. There's a couple in Shabance that I think my my dad's pointed out to me. A couple streets where it's like there's a lot of them when yeah. there was a little little mini housing boom yeah. in Shabance. Right. I mean, well, when when would that have have that been? would have been um, 40s, 50s, 60s? Oh, there was definitely a boom there. <laughs> yeah, we all know that after yeah. the the war. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool, though. It's cool that if you know those houses, you can point them out and say. My grandfather built that house. You know? I think there's a lot of people, and that's what's kind of cool about people with history here. And you're probably finding this all the time. That, more and more. That it's not just like driving through a place. You're looking at things that your family did. Yes. and Or someone else's family. Or someone else's family or a friend of yours. Like, I, I love it. I think that's um, what makes being here kind of special to me is that um, I can drive through other towns and I can kind of appreciate the stories, but here it's stories are all kind of sort of connected to. Mm-hmm. And I always think I want people who are new to our community to feel that yeah. to like, okay, how do we get you into this? Yeah. So, so you grew up in Kankakee. I grew up or did you, the grow, mo- or did uh, you grow up in, or did you start in Shabans? No, I, I grew up in Kankakee for, um, for the first five years or so. Then we lived in Bourbonnais for most of that time. And um, then I went I went to college. So I didn't even li- like, people say, Mr. Kankakee, well, I didn't even live here growing up. <laughs> but like, you know, er- Ernie Banks and Ron Santo weren't Cub fans when they were kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, a- they, they, were, they became identified with it when they grew up and became it, part of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. That makes so mm-hmm. much sense. I never yeah. thought about it that way yeah. until you put that into in perspective. Now, where did you go to college? I went to college at Lewis University, which is wonderful. It's uh, near Joliet and Romeoville. And that was, it's kind of like that kind of small community where I could have a radio show, even though I wasn't a major in that program. I was on, in theater because. Is that know. what you majored in? No, what did I, you- I majored in political science and marketing. Really? I had an internship in Washington, D.C., so I had to like declare a political science major to get credit for it. Okay. But I did all sorts of other stuff. I played on the college tennis team because I had a tennis racket in my room. They said, oh, you got a racket? Oh, you can, you can be on the team. <laughs> and traveled all over the Midwest like for one season because I had a racket. Yeah. So I just love that kind of environment where, hey- Jump into this. Do it. So that was a great, great place. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much like, hey, you got the, you got a basketball? Okay. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> Not quite. I, I know it wasn't <laughs> quite for basketball, but for yeah. tennis it would be. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting to, to so when did, I, I, I remember the last time we saw each other, and I'm pretty, well, no, not the last time, because we saw each other at Oktoberfest yeah. for like a hot minute, but yeah. like the last, I'm pretty sure the last time we actually talked for uh, a length of time was actually just down the street from my house here kayaking yeah you were kayaking i was just out for an evening walk in Mm -hmm. my in my neighborhood and i'm walking by the park and i i see this car and i see this guy putting his kayak on top of the car and i'm just looking at the silhouette and because this is it was like dusk dusk. you know too late to be on the water technically yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i'm well you were just finishing up finishing up yeah yeah but uh, I'm like, look, and I was like, I think that's Bill Yonka. So, you know, we stopped and we talked a little bit. Yeah. And um, I remember, I think that's when you told me your first, where your first radio job was. Oh, where my first radio, well, I had a radio, jo- a radio show in college, but my first radio right. job uh, came at WGFA in Wadsika. And it just became a thing because, I don't know, I was hanging out with people I knew at a Clifton Central in my, my Iroquois County roots <laughs> at a Clifton Central football game. And I, for some reason, was up in the booth, you know, just hanging around with people. And I said, maybe a little too loud, oh, I could do that. Oh, like no. to, about the, the radio team. I said, I, I could do that. And the guy heard me, and he was a guy, great fun friend of mine, turned out to be a great friend of mine, uh, Justin Kaiser, who's passed now. But he was just phenomenal. And he was not a football guy was not a sports guy, just got pressed into duty that night. And so he took off his headphones, looked back at me and said, what are you doing next weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Like I interviewed that week. And then all of a sudden I started doing sports on the radio and they said, well, we need you for Saturday mornings too. Okay. Well, I'll do Saturday morning sports show. I'll, I'll do that. And that was, was that an hour long thing? Is like that what 45, 45 minutes, minutes or an hour? That's yeah. a long time. It's a long time to talk about but, sports. Yeah. And then to have like, I had, and I it's all local pretty much, local right? Stuff. I'd have to be finding scores from Northern Indiana, which I didn't know anything about. Yeah. And I don't, it, it probably wasn't very good. <laughs> Do you have any air checks from? Oh, I've got some tapes. Yeah. yeah you got some. And then I would take great pains to, get coaches on but i always kind of um sold the show as i am the person who likes sports the least 
who has his own sports show. All these other people who are doing sports shows, they obviously love They actually stuff. love sports. Oh, they think it's great. Yeah. And I just want to ask basketball coaches, so what is the ideal length of a basketball short? Where, where, what, give me an inch, give me an inch, or, or just where it should come on the thigh. Like, <laughs> give, Those, give me like a frame of reference. Is it Larry Bird? Is it, is it Carl Malone? Who, who, who should I be thinking of for your idea? And I'm sure people in Wadseek were thinking, who is this guy? Yeah, they're probably thinking. Why are they talking about my kid? My kid plays on that team. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> like, this guy definitely is not a sports nut. I'm, I you like know. sports. Yeah. I do. But there's a difference, like, as you said, yeah. between. I, I'm, I don't like it on a level of. That's like, more of a, a love or a. Uh, well, I mean, you're passionate. I know you're passionate about, you know, racing. Yeah, but that's, racing. And, and, and even that, I don't, I don't pretend to know how an engine works. <laughs> that's not my world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I barely operate the PA system. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that's where I, I got my start, like in like actual paid a radio, yeah, a radio first, job. First paid job. That, that reminds me of, and I think when you had first told me this story, you know, sometime in the last year when we I saw each other. It, I probably told it better. No, that, that's about how you told it. Um, you know, that that's exactly how I felt when I started working Saturday mornings on the Valley. There wasn't a sports show, but you had to do a sports report. Yes. And I am like the least sports savvy person. So, so when I was told that, oh, yeah, one of your duties for Saturday morning is compiling a local sports report. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just, you know, they're like, yeah, just look in the journal for scores. Oh, and, you know, and so, oh no. you know, I mean, and. It's funny because I actually got a different job because I knew something about sports. Okay. So I worked in, before I moved back to Kankakee, I lived in, in Milwaukee for a while after college. And I worked for a, a promotional company that managed the Johnsonville Bratwurst, Great local connection. Yeah, to big, moments. Big, big taste grill. So they have two of these grills that are big tanker trucks, and the side opens up. Oh, that's right. They still, they still have those, yeah. don't they? And they travel around the country, and they're like evangelicals for the world of sausage. <laughs> like, we're going to bring the sausage to the masses. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, if someone loves sausage, they love Johnsonville. Yeah. I mean... And, it's just and a given. so I was working on a, for a different client, Dunkin' Donuts at the time, and the person who was on the Johnsonville account had, I think, said Sooners when she meant Cornhuskers oh, or some no. kind of sports teams that she was just throwing everything out there, and it was it was not going well. Oh man, <laughs> and, Sooners? That's what Oklahoma? That's Oklahoma. The Cornhuskers, Huskers. Nebraska. Yeah, and, you know, somebody oh, was man. making mistakes and not really in tune with the world of sports and like. So then my job became like, okay, book the Big Taste Grill at football games. So I had okay. to make the arrangements to get them at football games and like even the Super Bowl. Like, okay, Bill, find a way to get us at the Super Bowl. Wow. It was kind of fun. So that was putting your, pretty much putting your marketing degree to work, right? Kind of. It kind of. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's dabbling a little bit in the marketing aspect. In the, in the marketing world, but it's also, I think, what I think you do this um just okay just solve a problem figure out a way to make this work yeah i definitely do that <laughs> yeah you do that you do that in like all the things you do you figure yeah. okay we're gonna figure out something here yeah so like when i had to, you don't just look in the phone book and go, oh i'm gonna call the super bowl 
there's no there's no hey, listing figure for out a Super way Bowl. to get us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, you you like okay. Well, I'm I know it was in Tampa Bay. I know uh, the stadium sells Johnsonville. So if I work with the concessions, maybe they can get me a spot somewhere outside the stadium where we could be cooking their brats, bringing them to them, and then because they got to stock up because it's a huge food day because people get there so early. Right. They got plenty of money to spend. And so we worked it out and we were at the Super Bowl for nothing, which made me like the hero of that company for like a day. Just a day? Just a day. Oh, come on. There's that, no glory. That, there's at least a, a, a good six months in there. There should know. be. There, <laughs> there should be. Because <laughs> when like you need anything and associated then, with the Super Bowl should be crazy expensive, right? So, so which Super Bowl was this? That oh you, man, it was, in Tampa Bay, and I think the Ra- the Ravens may have won it. I know the Ravens were in it. That's this would I mean. have been what early two thousands, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of, I think I remember that one. It was Ravens and um, a football team, and and a football team. Another Good team point. that like did stuff with pads <laughs> on and helmets. The other That's guys what they wore was. helmets. I remember that. <laughs> so you know, working for Johnsonville. And then going on from there, I mean, you know, the the that first radio gig at, at GFA yeah, was... That was a few years after that, a, when I moved back few, to Kankakee. When yeah. you moved back to Kankakee, what, how did, how did that can continue from there? And what else were you, were you, who else were you working for? I know you, you eventually were working for the city of yeah. Kankakee. Yeah, so I um, came back to Kankakee. Um, and I, I'd gone back to school to get my teacher certification. And I came back to Kankakee and taught uh, PE at St. Martin's. What? Yeah, St. Martin's. You taught PE at St. Martin's. Yeah, when I came back to Kankakee. And I was and like, this doing is coming a ra- from a guy who doesn't, you know, well, like, and, it's not that you don't like sports. No, I do. Just, but I was, doing, yeah. I was doing a radio show on the yeah. weekends, teaching PE. <laughs> and then eventually I. Instead of getting a teaching job, I got a job in marketing for KCC, which kind of combined the two things. Okay. So from there, I worked at Martin Whalen Office Solutions for a while, did marketing for them. They're all awesome people. And then I got hired away from there to run the Kankakee Downtown Development Corporation and what was at that point the Kankakee Chamber of Commerce. So a lot of... It's amazing how much has evolved and changed yeah, since then. In those times. Yeah. And yeah, now instead of there being like one developmental group, there's like seems like there's a bunch of them. Well, right? Kind of. Sort I, of. I think I think it makes more sense than it used to. It used to be you had different chambers of commerce and then it was weird because I got hired to run the one in Kankakee, which I always kind of felt like, yeah, hey, I'm I'm Kankakee, I'm all in on this, but I want to work better with everybody else rather than be I didn't want to be divisive, you know, so. Was, was the, the chamber at that time, was it just Kankakee or was it Kankakee County? Well, there was a Kankakee County <clears throat> chamber of commerce that a regional chamber of commerce that moved out of Kankakee. You know, they were, had been for decades in the, on the corner of court and Schuyler, like right in the heart of downtown. And then, yeah, when they left people in downtown said, well, we, we have to, have our chamber of commerce of ours. So they, they found me and had me do that. Okay. And is that what evolved into the current? And then, county, then that, county eventually chamber? that kind of came together with, with uh, Bradley Bourbon. They had their own chamber of commerce it was a Kankakee regional chamber of commerce and there was Kankakee. So eventually those things all kind of came together 
after after my time there. Okay, because yeah, I was going to say Bradley and Bourbon A, they don't have chambers. No, they don't. It's it's just it's, Kankakee it's, it's, Regional it's, now. It's right. It's yeah. all Kankakee County Chamber. It, it, make, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it like does. it makes sense also for like Mantino to have their own kind. They're they're separate. You yeah, know what I mean, but everything hasn't uh, completely grown together yes. there yet. You know, yeah. there's still cornfields and mm-hmm. and uh, li- uh, yeah, limestone or or, cor- or limestone cor- quarries yeah. between between the two. There's that rural aspect. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it ever does grow together one day, then yeah, that might. Who knows? That might happen. But that's yeah. that's so many years from now, and who knows what'll happen by then? But yeah, but it's it's happening slowly. It, yeah, it really yeah. is. It's it's amazing how. Uh, Mantino and Bourbonnet are getting closer and closer to each other. I remember know. going to Mantino with my grandfather, and it felt like Chabance. Yeah. And he said, and he, I remember riding in his truck, and someday this town's going to be huge. You watch. <laughs> okay, I'm watching. And it's actually, it's really good. It's gotten a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. When I, just, just in like, you know, I'm 31, and just since I was a young kid, it was there was like four or five thousand people that lived yeah. there. And What's it up to now? It's around ten. You maybe do the a little more. Kanky County whole Kanky County podcast. You should have your population <laughs> all stats this, 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 all ready. The stats. Well, here's the thing: when the the latest census stats came out, there was a lot of the 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 mayors. I think not happy. They weren't happy about it. So that's why I'm like. Well, I think it's about 10,000, but I'm not really sure because, you know, mm-hmm. this this uh, local official said, well, that's not really accurate, yeah. you know, so. I what mean, I love about a place like Mantino is that I'm always there for Oktoberfest to do a live radio thing out there. Yeah. And it, it, I ha- it's the same thing I feel when I go to Shabans or Ashcombe. It, this feels like my town. I love it. And I... Th- I I always want people to feel that way when they come to farmer's market or when they come to merchant street music fest, I want to feel like, Hey, this is my thing. Yeah. Even if I'm not from this town, I feel like this is mine. Yeah. Like they're looking at me, me as like, yep, you belong. Well, we know bill belongs cause you're Kankakee. Yeah. Mr. Kankakee. So, but I want people who aren't I from Kankakee. To- you want it to feel like, and it, and it does feel that way at, at the farmer's markets and, <clears throat> you know, merchant street and, and all those different things I feel like, um, and of course, Mantino feels like a hometown to me because it is it my hometown. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it actually is. But even though, like, I I don't currently live in Mantino, I, I actually have felt like Kankakee has become, you know, my my. It feels like my hometown. Oh, that's cool. Now. It, it's been starting to feel that way, and like I'm in a weird spot in Bradley Kankakee because I'm like right on the border. You so, are. So like I don't like, you know, like I'm Village of Bradley, but like. I have a Kankakee address, so I'm like, I guess I'm both. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird little spot right here. Yeah, I know. yeah, it's so strange, but um, but I I love it so because I get to kind of dabble in a little bit of Bradley, a little bit of Kankakee. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you're know. a cool spot. Yeah, definitely in a cool spot. So so where did where did the the KAN days come into play? Was was your dad kind of an open door to that? Because you know your dad Dennis, he worked for the the, the you know journal. the journal yeah. and well actually I don't know at by that time he, he wasn't there at the journal at that the time jur- when I started at WKAN I think he was okay. still in Joliet well and at that time the journal didn't own KAN no. anymore it no. was all star my connection there and kind of through because of my dad you know I think you know I think it's healthy to be able to say hey 
I had some privileges in my life because people around me knew other people. And then you had to show up and do the job yourself. But you got a foot in the door because my dad, when um, he was always on with Mike Tomano, when he worked in Joliet. So they were friends. And then when I kind of moved to town, I met him. And then all of a sudden, oh, we need somebody to do Saturdays. We need somebody to do this stuff. But yeah, my days at WGFA in Watsika ended when I got hired by the city to do the Chamber of Commerce and do economic development for the city of Kentucky. Yeah, because that's a whole <laughs> Well, that's, that's a, a whole, whole thing. thing. But then, yeah. then the guy who was running Farmer's Market, Merle Marksman, who did a great job starting it, I think was just tired of it and brought a box of stuff to my office and just left it and said, now it's yours. Go do it. And so like that was Saturday morning. And I was always in Wadsika on Saturdays doing the radio show. So I never went to the farmer's market until I was in charge of it. Wow. So then on the first day. Like, so okay. you're like, you like, you have like no, I, I mean, you sort of know what's going on, but at the same time, no, you're like, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> what am I, doing? I have no idea what's going on with this. And it was funny because even like, I mean, it was like back when the J- daily journals comment section was a thing. <laughs> oh know? yeah. Remember that before? Yes. Like, like actually you're talking about like actually in the on the paper. Facebook. Or on the oh on, oh, Facebook. on the Facebook well not on the Facebook on on their website they would you know it would be like pre Facebook being huge yeah people would leave just awful comments on that they would and it was like Facebook training yeah for leaving awful there was that on comments. the website but didn't and maybe they still do didn't they had some type of section in or the news speak news. out is speak out still people, a thing it might be I, I see I don't hear anyone talk about speak out anymore but that might just because we are living in a world of Facebook yeah, yeah. And, and if you don't know what speak out is it's the old time thing where you could call a number and you could leave a message and they would print it in the newspaper yes it was wonderful and it was also I feel like some of the comments were similar to what you read on the Facebook oh comments sure. yeah. not all of them but some of them I feel like would be kind of on the did you ever uh, call speak out? No, I never did. Oh, really? No. Oh. Um, but oh. just I, I just feel like some of the, the comments uh, that I remember reading or hearing about were similar to some of the the uh, the racy oh, comments. Oh, that stuff, yeah. Y- you know. Yeah. Yeah. But people like on the Daily Journal comments would say, oh, Bill Yonka is going to do that. Sure. Is he going to get up before dawn and be out there sweeping up the parking lot and cleaning up the puke from no dogs? I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> and all these years later, uh, I'm still every every once in a while. <laughs> Except it's not from No Dogs because No Dogs is no is, No Dogs is back. It is back. Yeah. Okay. Because No Dogs like, is back. Yeah. Oh, it was a little shuffling around, and then they're back in their old spot. Because I thought, oh, they are back in their old spot. Back. It's confusing. Oh my god. The podcast isn't long enough to go into the No Dogs <laughs> saga, but they just got the approval to keep their sign. They got a new sign that says No Dogs, kind of an arrow pointing to the door, and it's got a little dog, you know, the little No Dogs dog spinning around on the top of the sign, <laughs> which I like. Oh I, man, that's... I, I know, I know, I I am never one for like actually kicking a dog. That that's awful. The no dog's dog with the shoe chasing him, spinning around. Dude, that just, that, that like says everything. That just, I love how that just captures what happened with the shuffling. Like <laughs> yeah. that really captures, yeah. it captures it well. Like yeah. that, that's, and now the and no, that'll be there for the rest of the time. No dog, the, and then Brent and the no dog's crew actually own the building now. Okay. So and I know that was a, that, that was a sticking point with that. Yeah. I had heard that. And like you said, that's a whole nother. <laughs> 
it's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I had I, I'm glad that they're you know they're back where they they're were. Where they're they, actually they open because yes. the last time I saw they just weren't open. Period. No. So now, it, now it's open and uh, yeah, there's still now there's things left in the market lot every once in a while yeah, most, yeah. most of the people who go there behave themselves very well <laughs> as someone who sits there every once in a while can attest that's good that's yeah. good to hear mm-hmm. and, but once in a while yeah you gotta you gotta clean up after that or yeah or whatever but else it, it is the kind of thing where people would, would ask me like okay so what what's the big thing happening in kankakee what's happening and i know like um there are some big things happening right now. When I went first started doing the job, I'm like, man, we're doing a farmer's market every weekend and we're doing a hundred little things. And <laughs> I think there's something to that when you're in a place like Kankakee and you're battling perception. And if somebody has a great experience at the farmer's market and they get stuff they can't get anywhere else and they heard Lupe play, or they heard Todd Hazelrig play, or they heard some great music and they had this great day downtown i think you know you got to just keep stacking those things on top of each other to combat anything that you know an old perception they may have or you know hey there's still things that go wrong lots of places and you know i'm always trying to remind people like the vast vast majority of things operate like music fest or the farmer's market and they feel great and come be part of it and people always kind of said, well, okay, my challenge when I did that job was always saying, how do we translate the success of a packed farmer's market to Tuesday morning in downtown Kankakee? You know, how do we, how does that happen? And I think just over time, it it does. I think now, you know, um, places don't sit empty across the street from farmer's market very long before somebody else moves in and wants to do something. So I've I've definitely noticed that in in recent years of more small businesses coming back to downtown, mm-hmm. and that's really great to see. And I yeah, I don't think it's just a Kankakee thing. I think that's just a trend in general. Yeah. And it's weird for a community like Kankakee. That's something I think people don't realize. Like Kankakee's downtown was like the center of the entire area, area. for a while, absolutely. And there were department stores, and it got big real fast. And then you combine that with, okay, well, the rest of our county isn't a real urban area. So we want, at some point in time, people wanted things to feel really suburban where they could fall out of their front door and be right next to the front door of a build, building that they're going to go into. And so, you know, it lost some of its historic downtown charm and that kind of closeness that is you know like what people love about some downtowns that are really walkable people love that oh this is right around the corner from this and this is here and it's all cute and compact and kankakee's like well there's a paramount it's up there you can't see it you got to get up there a ways no it's up on top once you get to the top of the hill you can you'll, keep you'll looking. see it yeah. you'll see it eventually yeah and then and you go down and like oh the depot is like kind of back there you you gotta, you gotta go find it <laughs> It's not like, you know, some of those little little downtowns that are so cute and quaint, you know, you go to Crown Point or you go to some of these places where it's like, ooh, this feels like the set of a movie. Well, you know, I, those were a lot of things that happened before you or I were, were born yeah. where people said, okay, we need more parking. And yes, you do need parking, but I, 
my opinion, I know people would disagree with me sometimes, like, we got enough. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> we got it covered. And some people think, oh, well, I don't have any parking right outside my door. Well, we're, we're in, you got to get in the mindset. You got to see a parking out here. That's very rarely, in, you know, unless it's farmer's market or music fest, it's not awful. Yeah. Unless there's one of those major events going on, yeah. parking is is usually readily available. But if you have a, a festival of some kind going mm-hmm. on, and yeah, the farmer's market has really grown. Um, and that's a thanks, thanks to you and a lot of other people that have worked so hard at making, <clears throat> putting a lot of energy and a lot of work into making that a thing. Like it's it's such a thing now. For people on the weekends where it, I feel like before it it really wasn't. But literally so many walks of life, they make that they have to like they have to go. And if they don't go, they're sad. <laughs> and I appreciate you saying that because um, and maybe it's just the constant wanting things better. Um, and the crew that was farmers market with me, now, it used to just be me. Like, oh, this is sad. But now, like, Katie Funk has helped out. Peggy Mayer does stuff. You know, like, my son's there helping out. We got other people who are kind of helpers there. But it over time, it used to be really strictly agricultural goods. Yeah. And there was a farmer's market group that wanted it to always be that. that that's where I came into. And, well, that's great. And I, I like that. But I just always felt like, okay, well, we need that, and we we still need more of it. We we need we got to have more agricultural parts of it. But you got a big parking lot. Like, let's have the person who's making jewelry. Let's have somebody as long as they're doing stuff that they do at their, you know. And we don't want to keep duplicating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So we kind of have to watch that a little. But hey, make it not for profit groups. You know, come and. Show the community what they're doing. You know, I think it's something for that too. So make it, while it's got kind of agricultural roots, make it about what everyone's working on. Yeah. Um, and, and what, you know, it's, it's small business. It, yeah. And, and DIY. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's great. And that's why I think people, people know that they're going to go there and they're going to be able to find something unique. And something that is is locally coming out of somewhere, you know, in the area, right whether nearby, yeah. right, whether it's in Kankakee County or I don't know, are there any that come from Iroquois or There's people from Iro- Iroquois? Some of our great ones that have now passed were from Iroquois. Um, we do have a, a vendor from Michigan just because they they got access to a little bit different stuff. Like you know, they got you know they they've got some fruits and things that they do there that are just just on point. So yeah. um it's the kind of thing where over time yeah, it's kind of gotten to be where it's a thing people do and I, I just want to keep getting that because um I don't want to ever kind of get lazy with it where oh, it's fine. Um because gotta, the minute yeah, the minute you do that you're behind. You got to you got to keep going. So things I've been real proud of lately that um my friend Katie Funk really led the way on is we got a grant to um, except SNAP um, um, food stamps, EBT, whatever term you're using for it, except that at farmer's market, but not just accept it. We got a grant to double people's money. So if you're um, using a link card, instead of getting $25, 
you get $50 wow. because it's a private foundation that said, hey, we want to encourage people to use these funds on local fruits and vegetables. Yeah, local, it, small yeah. business. And, and sometimes fruits and vegetables at the farmer's market are going to, co- sometimes they cost a little more than yes. it does in a grocery store yep. because they're operating in a scale, you know. A small and, scale. Well, and yeah, it's, it, small it's, scale, you're going to charge a little more for it because yeah. you got to make your ends meet too. Right. So, and it's usually is, organic. Or, yeah, not some always. Of some of it's organic. Some, some of, of it's it not, is. But yeah, it's all locally grown. And I just think it's wonderful that people had the foresight to say, hey, how about we use this money we have to create an incentive for people to spend their money, spend this link dollars locally and buy healthy foods. So that's been, that's something pretty cool. I Have I you know. seen a, a lot of people using their oh, SNAP accounts and yeah, things like definitely. that? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah we, have a, we have a station set up at Farmer's Market where people, and now we just ran out of the matching funds. We still you can still use it there and we give you the tokens to go and spend, but um, it's uh, still a thing. Okay. That's good to know. Cause I, I feel like some people might say, well, yeah, but do people actually come and do they spend their snap yes. money or link card <laughs> money? Do. There? We have to, we, and then we have to physically write the checks to go back and give to farmers or, you know, John Bailey who sells honey or there's other pe- other products it's good for. Yeah, we have to write some big checks to those people because people actually use it. That's really and, great. Uh, and they're, and I, I feel like that was kind of a missing piece. Like, hey, no, this event that we do, it's for everybody. Yeah. It's for our entire community, whether whatever into the income spectrum demographics, it's for all of us. I feel the same way about, um, music fest. One of that's one of the things I'm proud of for the crew that does that is that, you know, there's so many music events that, that I love that are all kind of based around a genre or two. And this is just, that's an event that's, Hey, we want to, if you like, and unless it's like death metal. Yeah. there You won't hear anything that's super hardcore, or super heavy yes. metal at merchant, but pretty if, much anything else is fair. If, game. If, if the, if the vibes feel right. Yeah. It's fair game. Yeah. Yeah. If the vibes are overly angry, you know, like, right. <laughs> I always joke that like, you know, um, I've never been to a Survivor concert, you know, the band Survivor, yes. the Eye of the yeah. Tiger. Yeah. But I just imagine guys kind of shadow boxing. And then eventually <laughs> it's a brawl. Yeah. Like there's guys my age who just can't help themselves. <laughs> they, when that dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, and, I, I'm, we're, we're going. And they're loaded up on, you know, brick, <laughs> Brickstone beers, you know, the IPAs or whatever oh, yeah. from Brickstone. Oh man, so, you have a couple of those and then the, you're, you're gone, man. You're, you'll serve, you're Sylvester Stallone and somebody else's Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's game over. It, it's all over there, man. <laughs> Actually, if survivors listening to this. <laughs> yeah hey let us know because we don't think people will actually fight to survivor we no. just don't want a mosh pit where there are kids slamming their bodies into each other like you're into right yeah you gotta you gotta uh have some type of of balance yeah. and and yeah. things like that but you know earlier you were kind of bringing up um the you know the positive thing versus the the negative, uh, I think you were saying like deception or perception, perception. Yeah. The perceptions people have. And, and I feel like, you know, some, and, and I don't know this for sure, but some people might get a perception that maybe 
like, oh, well, Bill, he ignores the negative things that happen <laughs> in the area, you know? But I, I don't think that's so. I think it's probably because you, and this is more recent years of mm-hmm. thinking for myself, sure. but it just goes back to that philosophy of, of positive thinking creates positive thoughts and positive actions versus if we're dwelling on... Exactly right. Yeah, it's it's you can't dwell or amplify those things more than they need to be. You got to work amplify the solutions to things. Yeah, you know, um, I know there's been some uh, disagreement about fortitude being downtown. And as someone who lives downtown, farmer market downtown, uh, I differ from some people. Like, I'm excited about that being there because people need a place to go. I want to be able to send people someplace. I want a solution. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm always on board for, okay, what's, what's the solution instead of complaining about the problem. I've been parts of groups where people want to get together in a room and complain about the problem and I can't handle it. I don't think my blood pressure can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to like, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to fix it? Let's, yeah, let's, right. figure let's, let's figure out a way to fix it instead of just a, dr- or uh, not addressing, but just continually talking about the negative yeah. that happens here. So yeah. I, I guess I just want to make it known that it's not that you're not ignoring these things. It's no. just, you want to make, oh, you want to, you want to focus on solutions. Yeah. And, and, you know, like if I was ignoring it, I, I would just let, the puke that's in the parking lot stay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I, I wouldn't bring up the puke on a podcast. <laughs> that, right. I, I'm acknowledging people have thrown up in the farmer's market parking lot on Friday night. <laughs> I, I, right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes it's broken glass. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people will have an entire fish dinner. And uh, <laughs> did you take this from Knights of Columbus and you just left it? I think people left it on top of the car, then they got yeah, away. Prob- then, it gets, yeah. then it gets run over, and you're like, what the and heck you, is and this? And you think it's puke, maybe. You think it's puke. <laughs> then you're but like, wait a second, this is tartar sauce. There's some green beans in here. Undigested, all of it. This is still in the packaging. We're just going to sweep it up. Oh, my gosh. But you, you got to keep some water around. You got to dilute, <laughs> right? Or a hose, a gar- garden hose, or, or something. Of, bucket, a bucket a, of water helps bucket, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it's it's just you know you got to focus on the positive things and grow those things so that they uh, can overshadow the bad things. You know, yeah. right? Yep. And, and creating things, um, and this is something that I always talked with, um friends at the Kanky Public Library, Allison Beasley, who works on Music Fest, Vicky, and everybody else who does Farmer's Market and that stuff, in the and KDC board. And I think our philosophy was always, hey, create some stuff they can't do anywhere else. Like, hey, if you're – it's not like I'm going to downtown Kankakee for charity. I'm going there because uh, – the cheese guy at the farmer's market has cheese I can't get anywhere else. They've got olives I can't get anywhere else. They got whatever. Or – at Merchant Street Music Fest, there's a band that you're not going to see in Kankakee County unless you go to Merchant Street Music Fest. And now I love that, like, you know, Mantino's doing more stages with more styles of Wasn't music. Wasn't that well. awesome? It was pretty that, awesome. That's been uh, this, if you missed Mantino Oktoberfest, it's kind of laid out similar, similarly, sort of, yeah. to kind of how Merchant off to them. Yeah. is, to where there's there was three stages mm-hmm. at Mantino Oktoberfest, and they let everyone walk around with alcohol as long as they had the wristband. The yeah. wristband. 
So instead of just, okay, this is the alcohol area, music is here. It was just open, and I just loved that and so going, much. And I love the idea, like, music fest, go and explore other things. Yeah. And I think for Mantino, like, people have been, you kind of train people to come to an event like that. So people are, okay, here's what I do in Mantino. I, like to, I get together with people in a tight spot, and I drink beer, <laughs> or I go right? ride rides. Yeah. And now, hey, wait, no, you can go explore stages over there. Yeah. You can go explore you know, the food, go get food down there and go listen to music down there. Yep. Um, or so, go on the Ferris wheel. Or go on the Ferris know, wheel. After a couple beers, you're like, you know, <laughs> that Ferris wheel's looking pretty good, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not so afraid anymore. <laughs> being out there, I loved it. And I, I just felt like, okay, I wanted to say people who are still packing into bars, like, okay, friends, friends, there is a phenomenal band right here. You got some room to operate. You can bring your beer out there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think the I, I wasn't there every night. So I No, I know I know you weren't, but you were you were still there on, on Thursday. I was to, there Thursday, to, then I came back to see um oh, is it Taranzo Cannon, who was a, a CTA bus driver in Chicago and just an incredible blues man. And I wished I would have been there Friday for uh Lupe was playing Lupe Friday. Friday. And yeah. um my guy Miles Nielsen was there Friday, who I think is just phenomenal if you ever get a chance to hear him i don't i'm not familiar with miles his his dad is um rick nielsen from cheap trick oh wow i'll tell you that he never will he plays yeah, he, he downplays uh, it yeah i'd be like are you related to uh that one no Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. standing on never my heard of own <laughs> yeah but he <laughs> does I, him, yeah. he's great oh wow That's... but i guess going back to that about kind of that sense of exploration and like mm-hmm. hey if you don't come to music fest you're gonna miss out on this. So it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm, I should go support this thing in Kankakee because, well, you know, it's a, it's been rough there. It's whatever. Like it's no, we got, we're stepping it up and we're doing things really good. Yeah. So, and, and that's the only way things get better. Yeah. You know, is, is just stepping up what, what we have currently mm-hmm. at our fingertips. Yeah. You know, so. And with the thing that I always get in, people would say like, oh, this doesn't, need, and I think Allison Beasley said, we all say it, like, this doesn't feel like Kankakee. Like, well, what, what do you mean? Doesn't feel like Kankakee. This, this is, this, this is, is Kankakee. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I always get shocked by people who are from here, and maybe you've dealt with this too, who speak so poorly about where they're from. Yes. Have it's, you found that doing the podcast? <laughs> well, you know, in... If for for anyone that's bef- before I launched Kankakee podcast and I I put out a promo video yeah, promoting that yeah Becky and, Becky helped you with that Becky Becky Scoglin job yeah amazing she did an amazing job um, but when I came to you know I had to write a, a voiceover for this mm-hmm. video uh, and the like the first line that had been coming to my mind when it came time to write the voiceover was. You know, it's easy to see your hometown in black and white. And I say that from personal experience because I know there's people that knew me some years back and they hear that I'm doing this podcast and trying to do something positive with the community and say, oh, how much I, you know, yeah. love it and wanting to learn more things about it. They're like, yeah, well, Jake used to always tell me how much he hated living in his hometown and blah, 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 you know, and, and that that's all true. And I'm sure, 
Um, there that, are, that comes with age too. It, it, it's an age. It's, it's yeah. hard to find it, it a nineteen-year-old who just is full of community pride. <laughs> which, well, and this, I, it seems sounds like a, like I was, a fictional character. Yeah, I mean, I was in a I was in a pop punk band. I was angsty. Yeah. <laughs> there's you no, know, there's no pop punk songs about their town square and their <laughs> farmers market. And what a good thing it is that there's this community spirit and sense of sense of everyone pulling together. Yeah, that's the worst punk song ever There's yeah nothing punk about it. sorry so Derailed so you. yeah so yes <laughs> like i was one of those people and i have met one of those people so you know i used to have this this kind of this bleak perception and not not completely not like 100 percent like you know kankakee the kankakee area is 100 percent awful it was never like that to me but i always i always wanted to leave you mm. know and, and and do other things but then that didn't quite work out for me so it kind of it gave me a new perception and so i i I, as i say i I took a second look at kankakee county and i'm like there's actually a there's actually a lot more culture and cool things happening here than people realize we just have to open up our eyes to see it sometimes it takes going away from a place yeah to come back and see what's wonderful about it yeah that's true i moved to milwaukee and i had friends in milwaukee that were were fun they were cool people and they would introduce me one of two ways. This is my friend, our friend Bill. He's from Kankakee. Remember that bald guy that shot three pointers for the Wisconsin basketball team, Andy Kilbride? Yeah. He knows him. <laughs> He's from Kankakee. Or, or they would say, this is my friend Bill. He's from the worst city in America. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, David Letterman, yeah. for that. <laughs> and I would say, always be like, God, oh, come on. Yeah. And then when I moved back here, I was like, oh, wait a second. No, there's work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think, um, it's just, it, it, like I, like I said, it's easy, it's easy to hate your hometown, but it's a whole nother thing to love it and, uh, see the, the beauty in it and want to be a part of it or just even just wanting to help it, you know, because who, you know, who else is going to do it? I mean, we all have to be doing it. We all have to be doing it. It's not just, oh, I'm going to let Bill Yonka just, take this one <laughs> well, and, you know because it, 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 it's more it's it's more than just bill yonka's love for kankakee it's it's multiple people you know and, and there's been since i moved back here there's been so many people who are now younger than me and some people who are older than me who kind of rediscovered kind of this kind of pride they have and kind of wanting to work on things and i i just love that yeah i it's so weird to me when people are negative the way you're saying and i think it comes with age a little bit where you see things differently but when I see Kankakee, I've always said this, like, it's like my own name. Like, yeah. he's that's me. That, yeah. But but isn't the place you live kind of a reflection of you? It is. Like, if you say the place where you live sucks. Then well, aren't you going to suck? Aren't you? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I always want to think like, hey, I'm kind of cool. Maybe the place I live is kind of co- cool. cool. Yeah, cool yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I share it with some cool people. Yeah. Like, even if there are things that aren't great or we got setbacks, like, hey. I've got, I know a solid, solid, great group of people who all call this place home. So can it be that bad? Mm-hmm. Like it's, so I, I, I never get into that. I, yeah. I just doesn't, doesn't, I don't know how you go through days like that. I don't either. I guess I, like I said, I used to have more of a negative outlook on, on the area, but I think one thing that has helped me and, and maybe it's helped others too, but we have such a rich history 
And I think that actually has helped some people be like, oh, there's all these cool things that have happened here. Why can't something like that similar happen again? Yeah. So I think that what maybe some, at least that's some of where some of my motivation comes from. I, I learn about all these either cool businesses or cool events or just cool things that have happened here in the area. And I think, wow, like that's awesome. Like I, I want to do something like that or, you know, it's just, it's, it's just kind of, I, I feel like it's kind of inspiring. It, it makes you look at your, your hometown uh, differently, even if that doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. you know, when, and people, I think that particular, a, you know, the particular thing. I, uh, some people who are a little older than me, I think I have the advantage of never buying a pair of blue jeans in downtown Kankakee. I never did my back to school shopping there. People have this, like, especially like in the downtown area, they have this, people who are older have this idea like, well, it's never going to be like it was. Maybe not. Yes. It's not going to be like that. I've said that recently. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be different. And I argue like, hey. What is it going to be? What are the, what's the next things? Yeah. And I, I been kind of exploring this idea of like, okay, challenging the people who are so negative, like, okay, so what's next? Mm -hmm. What are we going to be excited about? What, what, what's going to inspire people to make it any better? Yeah. And that's hard. I think for people who have wrapped their heads so much in negativity and I, I love people who are negative too. You know, I've got great <laughs> friends who are kind of negative about them and there's certain things I'm kind of, you know, yeah. and we all got our ups and downs. We do. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think uh, it, one of the, the things that goes back to what are, you know, what the downtown is going to look like in the future or in the near future, whether it's the near future or, you know, further in the present, uh, whatever you think it's going to look like or whatever you think the, just the area as a whole is going to look like, whether it's downtown or not, I feel like if you want it to look positively, we have to go back to that mindset that, because everyone always talks about the, the thriving days of when, you know, in the fifties and Mm -hmm. sixties, when you'd go shopping in downtown Kankakee and there was every store you could possibly think of. Yeah. Well, a lot of different it was the world okay the world was a lot different but you know what people did almost always back then is they were shopping local businesses yes not always i mean sure there was they didn't really have much option they could order it from the sears catalog right i mean there were sure at one point sears was downtown and things like that but sure there was a, a some some of those big chain stores but next to them was all these little tiny businesses yeah and they shopped there and so I feel like the more we pour our money into small businesses, the more we'll see that kind of stuff come back instead of spending our money on Amazon or, you know, the the big box stores or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, finding a, a local source that has the thing you're looking for or or even a person, a service yeah. that has, they can do the thing you're looking for. Or just creating something cool and unique that you're never going to find on Amazon. I, I get all my haircuts online now. I don't know if you realize that about me. No, of course I don't get all my haircuts online. I actually got to go to a person to do some of that stuff. And there's still. I thought you were serious no, for a minute. I was like, I was like, are, are you saying you schedule it no, online? No, you can't. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work without the scissors actually coming in contact with your hair. 
<laughs> but there are things that are always going to be like that. But I, I get inspired by, you know, um, like my friend Andy Palmer, who just is always coming up with creations, creating things, making things. And wow, like um, people, local people who do pottery, who are just like yes. got amazing followings online because they do something, they do it, not just like do it. They knock it out of the park in a way that can't be duplicated in mass production. And I don't know, whatever we can wrap our arms around that stuff. And let's, let's go, let's get on that team. Exactly. That's, that's, I'm just realizing that more if we're wanting, if we're wanting that economy or economy Mm -hmm. that we used to have, we need to, you know, make those people known. Yeah. And, and support them and, and support others who also have ideas for things. There's, there's this idea in economics about dollar votes. So if you spend your dollars, like you're voting for things. So, Hey, I really like what they're doing. I like the way they're, Hey, I got a friend who's started a chicken farm, Jeff, and I'm, I'm going to buy chickens from him because, well, they're more expensive than going to the, the big grocery store, but I love that he's doing it. Yes. his own land and he and he's selling them locally and to me you know everything's about price well no it, it's not i'm no. gonna spend a little more money for that yes and if your friend who's selling those chickens if mm-hmm. he does the same thing and spends that money you just gave him on something else local then you know everyone's yeah. getting it's, everyone's getting a share of you just the, gotta keep, keep that keep that thing it, going right and, so, because so, he has to in turn and invest the money you gave him back into someone mm-hmm. else that's doing something, uh, some type of local business or local person. Yeah, you know, and if that, we just kind of use that mindset a little more than just yeah. seeking out the lowest price for everything. And some things you have to. I get it. Uh, yeah, but, I totally get that. And and my friend Jeff is is probably I'm guessing never going to go out in outer space with the profits he makes from a chicken farm. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. It yeah. could be really successful. Right. But, you know, and but I, it, I, I, you I know what I mean? It's not going to ever be that scale. Right. Yeah. I, and I know it would, and, and people argue, well, I can't, you know, I can't afford these things. Well, I totally get that. But yeah. it, it's almost like you have to go through that transition period of being a little poor for a while yeah. until until like we're all actually on the same page. I, I mean, not everyone's always going to be on the same page, but if if we had a little more of that, we'd be in good shape. Me and my friend John Federer always talk about um, there's a, a band I love, Shovels and Rope. You familiar with them? No. No, they're, they're phenomenal. They, ha- they have a line when they're talking about turning on the money hose. <laughs> and that you know, we, we got some ideas. They're going to turn on this money hose and it's going to go. We got some ideas. There, there's still <laughs> ideas. But I think that supporting each other like that, if that was as popular as memes or some of the things. Or that, Amazon. Or as Amazon. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it caught fire like that. That would be a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It really would be. I mean, just imagine all the money people pour into. I just keep coming back to Amazon because they're like the biggest thing in the world. And, and you know, and there are small businesses on Amazon. I get that. Yes. But it doesn't matter if there's a s- small businesses on Amazon or not. Amazon's still getting that money. Yes. You know, they're still getting some of that money. And here's where I always like go back and check ourselves because we say, I wish people did this. Well, you know what? Dang it. I showed up on Saturday morning and 
there was a line for buying burritos at nine o'clock that was 20 people deep buying locally made burritos that are right there on the spot. There's many donuts being made that are being a line of people buying those too. They're just local people from our town instead of like, Hey, and there's people making jewelry and selling it at a premium right there. You know, it does happen and it is something people like. Um, it's just like in Kankakee, since our downtown kind of got all spread out, you have to almost create something like farmer's market to give people that small town feel again, where they can walk from one thing to the other. That makes absolute sense. Yeah. And get what they want. Kind of feel like you're going back to a different, yeah. Like it's 1960 in Kankakee again, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. to where all those, but you got a shopping cart. Yeah, and you and the farmers market does have shopping carts. Shopping carts yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> that I, every, great. every time I feel, yeah. and I know we've probably talked forever, but the time, oh yeah, one of the things I love, and I, whenever I get down, I love finding shopping carts and grabbing them out the window of my car and bringing them back to whether it's the farmers market or Jewel or sometimes it's Walgreens or something, and but pulling them. With with my hand out the window, <laughs> there's something exhilarating about it. You can't go too fast. I was gonna say, and, yeah, because you don't want to scratch your own car. Oh no, my and, car. Oh, you gotta look at the back door of my car. It's got it, all the yeah. marks from the <laughs> carts in it. But you you learn fast. Like you can't go over the over the railroad tracks. Oh man, that grabs your hand. And yeah, that's that's how you lose a finger. Oh, but it, oh, that's why you're missing a finger. Just <laughs> no, but I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I we we just get to talk, and I think about things that inspire me. Yeah, that inspires me. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, I I know we could talk forever, and uh, I know we got to be got to be wrapping up. Um, I've, I've lost all sense of time. I have. I'm sorry. I have too. And uh, if I didn't have, um. My 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 son and his mom they're coming over here in a little bit. Awesome. If I didn't have them coming over, um, we could go on. It, w- that just means we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you back for yeah. Bill Yonka round two. This we, just we didn't I mean, talk about the races enough. The we didn't races. We, we didn't talk about the races. We didn't even get into the rest of you know radio career. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I will mention though, obviously, yeah, you are the you know you're the announcer out at the the kankakee county uh, speedway motor, yeah speedway yeah uh that's wrapping up here this it just, month it just did or just it did up. just yep. wrapped up okay mm-hmm. um you are the morning show host currently on x country yes is that still six to nine i do six to nine yeah okay this is funny this is a thing i figured you'd talk about right at the beginning yeah well i mean we we were kind of doing that <laughs> we but, but all this see stuff. this is the thing like i like um I'm sure I mentioned, I already forgot if we mentioned it or not, but you're involved in so many different things yeah. and you have so many different interesting stories just with your family alone. Like we could talk about your dad for two hours. I'm oh sure, yeah, we could alone mm-hmm. and then talk about just grave digging for another hour. <laughs> I, w- I was on the uh, funeral stories podcast. There's a funeral stories podcast. Did you know that? Is there really? Yeah. I mean, there's a, pod- fu- there's a podcast fun- for everything. It's phenomenal. You know? yeah, yeah. They're, they're based in Athens, Georgia, where my brother lives. And they heard about us digging graves like, oh, you've got to be on the funeral stories podcast. Oh, my God. Goals. Okay. Dude. So you, you, yeah. yeah so, there's- so there's so many things. Like, we could do another, uh, we could do a whole hour just on your time, you know, hosting the morning show on KAN, then moving to X Country, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I'm just mapping out all these things where people can find you at or, or listen yes. to you at, or they might know you from or didn't know that you were a morning show host. Um, 
But and then you know, uh, besides being a morning host, you work for District, District One Eleven mm-hmm. in Kankakee um, Community Engagement, right? Is my role there and kind of helping with our our new K's Media Program. So that's really exciting. Love that. And that you know, you talk about um, being inspired by our community, looking back at history of things that have happened here, looking to the future. Like there are some kids who you'd say, you know what? Take it. You got this. Like, put me out to pasture. You guys are good. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some students who would just blow your mind how just amazing they are in every way. And I know you've done different things about young people, but man, I I will sing from the rooftops about young people in our community. And that's refreshing to hear because yeah. there's always such a negative spin on the young, the, the young generation mm-hmm. that is yet to come. It's always like, oh, we're doomed. We're you doomed. Know? These, these young kids do, and their, their mumble rap. <laughs> and their mumble rap. <laughs> you know the what? Mumble, there, the mumble rap. And, there are some kids doing mumble rap. Oh, sure. And but, your kid, one of your kids is, is or one of, one of those kids is your kid. <laughs> He's part of the mumble, a mumble rap crew. Yeah. But does mumble rap about frank lloyd wright and architecture okay cool how, how how do you argue with that yeah i mean that's that's kind of like nerdy rap really instead of mumble rap that's <laughs> more like on the nerd rap. <laughs> you know yeah so but yeah we're we're just gonna have to have you on for another round well so, wh- whenever but this you know like it doesn't even it's what i love about doing things on the radio is that i tell people we're just gonna talk yes and then yes. It, it's not even gonna Forget it's on the radio. Just talk. Just yes. like be who you are. That's what I love about doing a podcast about and about Kankakee. What's cool about that though is you get to talk for whatever. I can do whatever. It doesn't I have want. to fit into the next little segment of time you're you're confined to on the radio. Yeah, it would only be uh, that would only be an issue if like I was hooked up with a network and they had you know a, yeah. time restrictions or whatever you know. But and I'm I not. Wa- I just want to say this about you doing this. Is that when I first saw Kankakee podcast, wait a second, Kankakee is, I'm Kankakee. I do the talking to people. I, why am I not? Oh, it's Jake. Oh, he's going to do fine. Cause if it would have been somebody who would have done Kankakee and the Kankakee area wrong, I would have been ticked. I mean, I could definitely be doing some things wrong already. No, because you're you doing, know, you're, you know so much more no, than I but do. Like, you're handling and, it. Uh, the, all the podcasts I've listened to so far. You're like delving into people and like their stories and like stuff that you don't really even know that much about yet until you get start talking to them. And that's and that's kind of like I, I want to make known that just because I'm the host of this, I am not an expert by yeah, any means. I'm what, here to learn. But what I we handle it with grace and kind of affection for the community that we share. So if if you if it would have been a show where it was a kanky podcast talking about all the things that are awful here, I would I would have been not a fan. <laughs> but since well, it's you doing it and, and you're handling you you're handling it so well, I'm 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 ha- it's an honor to be on. I'm I'm blushing, man. Thank you. That that yeah. that means a lot coming from yeah. from Bill Yonka, seriously. Because yeah. you're you were one person I thought I was like, man, I was like, Bill Yonka would be perfect. Uh, doing a podcast like this because the the idea for Kankakee podcast has kind of been in my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. I know it's not original because I know there's been some others 
Um, well, and people do that, this kind of in communities and things. Yeah, they yeah. do, yeah. yeah. So it, it's not like I'm not saying this was my idea. Blah, blah. It's yeah. not my original idea. Just the this new podcast was my idea, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I, I there was a moment where I thought, what if I would just produced it and I had someone else? Oh, you're you're doing, you great. know, because I thought it was like, do I really have? That's what I said. I don't. Do. I'm, I'm not the expert. I just. But you find people who are hosting things. They they don't have to be. Yeah, they just have to be the people who can bring out the information. And, and no, and not even in the information, but like people might go in. And you've done radio long enough. You know, people go into something like even have stuff written down. Like, here's what I want to talk about. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get to what you want to talk about. We're going to bring it out of you. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I've done scripted interviews on the radio. Yeah. That's and, a big thumbs down for me. Oh my gosh, man. That's it, not- it's, it's, here's the questions you're going to answer me. I have the answers I'm going to read off here. And if there's anyone that. It's, it's done is, that is hearing this. It, is hearing this. I'm sorry, but that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. So, I can no, hear the nothing, channels changing. <laughs> I can no, hear the buttons being pressed nothing, as I'm doing. The nothing, nothing against those people that I've actually done those interviews with. It's just not my thing. Yeah. So. But. And your thing. And I feel like as a listener more, it's like you're like finding your voice and kind of your stride at digging into things. Oh, that's my <laughs> that's my phone. I don't even know if anyone can uh can hear that right now. Um sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that showed up in the recording or not. Actually, I yeah. think it oh yeah, it did. Oh. That's all right. That's okay. I, it, <laughs> but it does feel like it feels like the the talking to you about this stuff. It feels kind of the, the giddy sort of thing when you had a when you were like seventeen on the phone with a girlfriend for somebody you liked and you didn't want it to be over because it's fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's talking about this stuff. I, I get it. I get it. But you're doing a great but, job. That seriously means a lot. Like I said, coming from you and and it, it's been an honor having you on. And and like I said, there's so much more to talk about because I would love to learn more about your dad because I only learned just kind of a tip of the iceberg on, on your dad. And, oh. uh, I'd love to learn more about yeah. him because he was a staple in the community, just like you are, you know? So yeah. um, when you can be on my podcast someday, when I develop it, do do it all, all about condiments, just okay. condiment cast. Okay. You're just going to try different condiments. Okay. I'm down. I just, is is that, is that ready? Is, is that, re- is that idea ready for prime time? Because why not? It just starts off with something and then, goes from why, there why not let's <laughs> let's do it um but no any anything else you want to add before oh goodness we, we close you know out? what we yeah. um <laughs> hey we we talk about and i always say about like this this area yeah i feel like when we talk about things that are kind of negative or we've i always make the analogy that i feel like our community the larger community sometimes is like a, a 13 or 14 year old girl who kind of you might have some acne her hair might be a little awkward right now, and she doesn't realize she's beautiful. Yes. You've got this light in you that is phenomenal. Don't let the temporary blemishes get in the way of that stuff. So, hey, if, if we can keep doing things like what you're doing here, kind of spreading that kind of positivity about like, yeah, we got issues, but there's so much good. Yeah, there is. There's a There's a rebirth happening, I feel like. I can just feel it, yeah. you know. So, well, thank you, Bill. Thank you.
Well, that's uh, it for this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. You can catch up on previous episodes at kankakeepodcast.com or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can find all the different links to, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those uh, links to those apps is at kankakeepodcast.com. You can uh, also sign up for our mailing list there. You can find out how you can... uh, uh, advertise your business or become a sponsor of the podcast as well. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kankakee Podcast to uh, stay up to date on everything as well. And our theme song is by Lupe Carroll. People.